Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Red and Bobby. Testing. All good on the mic. Testing. Yeah. Right, I'm good to go, Jody. I've got to be out of here at 1.30. Okay. In cool. nine minutes. <laughs> about, the, about the time it takes for Red to clear his throat. He'll clear his throat twice and then leave. Welcome back to the Year Is Podcast, the podcast where every episode, me, Bobby Mayer, and comedian... Red Richardson. We travel back to a year in history. We talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, and the strangest things from that year. And uh, today is a really special episode for me. Why? Because we did a live episode on Friday and I wasn't there. Oh yeah, you missed out. And I got a phone call from you. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes someone calls you and they give you sad news. Your whole family's dead. Yep. Oh, God, my whole family's dead. And you sob. Sometimes you get a phone call and there's good news. If you're a different person, that news again could be your whole family's dead. But you hated <laughs> your family and now you're really happy. The call you I got from you is a different kind of call because you were very distressed in a my whole family's dead kind of way, but I was very happy in a my whole family's dead and I'm happy about it kind of yeah. way. And I, rather than me trying to s- sum up what you told me, I just want you to tell the story because it's really good. And Jody, if if Jody was there also. Jody was there. So, so just from the beginning... What happened? Well, from my perspective, uh, I'll tell it like that. Yes. I was doing the live show with Ed Knight, great young man, reliable. He's got his own podcast out now. He's very funny, wasn't he, Jody? Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah. So we sit down. There's about 400 people there. Yeah, yeah, about that. No, there was to take away quite a few of that. There was a room with people in. Some uh, listeners, some just came up to listen. They'd never heard us before. Okay. And I said, has everyone here heard the podcast? And this one guy at the back goes, no. And I said, well, why are you here? And he said, for beers. And I went, right, well, this guy's a fucking twat. Right away, you're like, 
Fuck yeah, this yeah, guy. I don't like this guy. Anyway, so I'm doing the gig and I keep looking at him because he's now he's he's in my crosshairs now. And um, I'm looking over at him and his eyes are like swirling around in his head from my vision because I'm short sighted. And so I just think he's drunk. So I go, <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you can still stay awake for this. What do I call him, Joni? I don't recall. There was just one bit towards the end. Well, his roundabout bit. eyes or something because he looked like whoop. His eyes were swirling around his, his eyes head because he was, was so drunk. Yeah, so drunk. So I said, someone give this man some cocaine. And then I just carried on doing the show. And then but you came... talked about his eyes a lot, right? Yes, I'm talking about his eyes. Swirly eyes, um, it might have been said. And angrily, you're like, fuck this guy. Well, no, I'm just trying to keep the show going. So I'm sort of, here's the show, but also I've got now a side hustle of just digging this guy out whenever I can. Okay. And he's like, uh, uh, and I just thought, God, he's fucking hammered. And does he respond when you say this kind of stuff? He kind of, not really. What was the, what was going on, Jodie? Um, well, it was just the, the end final bit, I think. Um, I, I turned around and he was just like, no reaction. And the, and the person next to him just stony faced Yeah, as well. Yeah. I thought, oh, sorry. What's wrong with these guys? I get up to leave. And I walk past, I walk past him and I look at him and sat next to him is a guide dog in high vis and he's looking at me, but he can't see me because he's blind. So you spent, uh, so you spent an hour shitting all over a guy's swirly eyes. Everyone knew in the room apart from me. I kept doing it and everyone's like, hmm. Ed would, like, change the subject. I'm like, what's going on? Why is everyone so defensive of this drunk man? The funniest part of it is that Mm. you were really mean to a blind man Mm -hmm. because you're fucking blind. If I had better eyesight, I would have seen. Yeah, but if he had better eyesight, his eyes wouldn't be like that. It's not that you need better eyesight. It's that you need glasses. I need glasses. Your eyes aren't going to get better. No, I need glasses. I would have seen the eyes. (laughs) You would have seen the dog. Oh, you would have seen, seen the fucking dog. Why you got to wonder what the dog? Why didn't the dog give me a woof or something? Let me know. <laughs> They're what was trained going on. to not bark. <laughs> it was fucking insane. No, I pointed dog. out the guide dog before we even started. That was it. Dawned on me, and I went, <laughs> "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> so as you were walking into the room, Jody said, "Hey, there's a guide dog," and you said. Yes, there is a guide dog. Then you got on stage and there was a man whose eyes were pointing in opposite direction. He said, you swirly-eyed fuck. But you got on stage and oh, that was his guide dog. <laughs> I, I just, when Jody said it, I wasn't even thinking. You know when you're like getting ready for a show so you don't see it? And like... So of course you went and you apologized to this man. Well, no. So I went up to... <laughs> I don't know. Was it his girlfriend, Jody? What did you think? I, I, I assume so. I hope so. Yeah. Or Carol. Oh. I don't know. He's already got the dog. He yeah, yeah. He doesn't need two two things. <laughs> Maybe to guide girlfriend him. then. So I went up and I said to her, "I don't know." He was, and um, I don't know why I was like whispering to her because <laughs> it's like he's not deaf, you know. But if like, anything, he probably has better hearing. Better hearing. Yeah. <laughs> he probably. But I just said, him. "I'm so sorry." I felt so bad because when I walked past him, you go, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" But also, why are you heckling? Anyway. Um, he wasn't heckling. He said, I'm, <laughs> he wasn't heckling. You asked a question. He and said, he I'm here for beers. Yeah, when you asked him a question. He could have said, 
You look good. I want to listen to the podcast. Oh, no, <laughs> so all that happened was you said, so the reason you hated the blind man in the first place was you said, as, as everyone heard the podcast, and he said, I'm here for beers, which is quite an upbeat answer. Yeah, I don't know why. And also he was just trying to have a good time out with his girlfriend. It can't be easy. Yeah. <laughs> but he just looked so bored throughout it, but he wasn't bored. That was the thing. He could have also been bored after he I got he, slammed I, a couple times. I thought he was Maybe he was bored eyes. of your ableist taunts. I had no clue. It was so bad. And then I looked at him and I just went, thanks for coming. He said, no problem or something like that. And I was like, I'm not going to apologize because that makes it worse. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure if it does. <laughs> I think it might make it better. No, because I didn't want to be like, oh, by the way, I didn't know you were blind otherwise. I wanted to be like, no, you're a capable human being and you're part of the action, you know? Because I think it's worse to go, Sorry, if I knew you were different, I never would have treated you that way. I would have been different because you're different. But I think the tone of voice, the, the, the thing you're doing there is the tone of voice. I think you can say, hey, man, I didn't know you're blind. I probably would have said that stuff. If I knew you were blind, yeah. are you all right? Well, where were you? I was in Wookiee Hall. Yeah. And I canceled last minute for a gig we booked in March. Didn't we, Jody? So me and Jody had to scramble around for a replacement. Luckily, Ed Knight is a dear friend of the pod. If Ed wasn't there, what would you have said to that blind man? That's the only... If it was just you, if we did the Red and Jody live show, <laughs> oh, God. and there was no one, because jo- jo- no one to keep you in check. But Jody could have given me a hand under the knee on the neck going, stop. I don't know. I don't know if Jody would. I think he would have let it roll because he thinks it's funny. And we're streaming live. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone knew. I walked off in the next up. I was like, yeah. I said, I didn't know, you know. He's like, okay. For fuck's sake, I'm not going to do that, you know? <laughs> Said, there's a blind guy in the third row. I've written like five jokes about him. <laughs> Leave what, it to me, I'm going to roast him. What did Ed say afterwards? He was like, what were you doing? <laughs> he knew. I had a laptop, though. He could have just slid the laptop and gone, he's blind. And gone, you, know, you would have cried. You would have imploded. It was bad. It was bad. But then I found out in the trusty hog show, Someone tripped over his dog, so... The the man's a fucking menace. (laughs) They tripped... No, somebody kicked a dog. They didn't trip over a dog. Tripped over his fucking dog. So he literally just ruined a podcast festival. (laughs) He he went to two live podcasts because... assaulted his dog. Do you know... I verbally abused him. Oh, God, it's bad. Podcasts are great if you're blind because it's someone just... Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh, great, a live thing I can enjoy. Not like a movie because oh you don't know what's God. happening. Oh, you're making me feel even worse. Or, you know, even... You're right. He goes, yeah, this is... Yeah. This is my kind of entertainment. I'm not going to miss anything. I'm going to bring the love of my life and we're going to go have a great night out. You know what? That guy on the on the on the train a couple weeks ago that called me a blind fuck and spit in my face. You know what? I'm going to forget about that. I'm going to forget no, about that's that. That's what she said. Was it, he's used to it or something like that? He's we, used to it. it oh my god! <clears throat> she said, "Oh, it happens all the time." Something like that. Oh, that's so it much made, worse. It, it made me feel even worse. And I go, "Who are these animals out there that can't just let him have a nice time?" You, and it's me. you, you're the. Animal. But I didn't mean to. I felt so. I honestly felt so bad. I was. Like, I poor. So I've, when I, I walked past him, just the, when it hit me, because I walked past and he's just looking. You know when you can tell someone's blind. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Could. I just went, oh, no. Because <laughs> when I walked past him, I was going to look at him like, you tried it, buddy. <laughs> By saying, I'm here for the beers. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, what he did. Yeah. He said the words, I'm here for the beers. Well, I just, what I got from him is, like, oh, he's this, like, drunken frat boy sort of 
Um, <laughs> so many judgments of this. Yeah, man. and he's just being like, well, I don't care. I'm just here to get drunk. <laughs> and I said, well, we're doing a history podcast. so. But otherwise it was fun, wasn't it? You know those those famous history podcasts where the historian calls a member of the audience <laughs> a googly-eyed fuck? You know, those um, those great, well-respected intellectuals <laughs> who also just start attacking people with weird eyes. They were doing a history podcast. It, was, it wasn't good. No, I only just, like, tagged, at, like, towards the end when, when we did go, are you all right, mate? I've seen your eyes swirl around, like, five times. I was just crying with laughter. That's when I turned around. I was like, <laughs> oh, dear. This is but it already happened. You were like, why didn't you say it? It was just like, it already happened. Yeah. Also, I was on one. Unstoppable. No. <laughs> but the rest of the show was good. I've had the same thing happen. Yeah. Well, I had a guy who was in the front row, and I insulted him, and then he said, I'm blind. And mm. I could tell he wasn't fucking blind. Yeah. So then I'm like, you're not blind. And he just sat there and went, I'm blind. <laughs> and I was like, you're not blind. But the whole audience, mm. obviously, you're in a group. If someone says they're blind... Mm. You're not going to think they're lying about being blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and the whole audience thought he was blind. I fucking bombed for 20 minutes. I get off stage. He wasn't fucking blind. But it's, yeah, that's 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 a mean trick. It is a mean trick. Mm, but that's better He situation. was weaponizing blindness. But you're in a better situation than me. No, not really, because I thought the whole time, I thought maybe he's blind Yeah. on stage. So it ruined my performance. Whereas you, the performance was still good. Oh, I, I thought I'm, I'm just absolutely smashing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought you were fine. You got off stage and felt mm, shame. I'd rather feel the shame off stage yeah, than yeah. on stage. I think you could, probably should sit at the front if you've got a guide dog, you know, just to let people know. Because it is kind of like, it's so easy to come in. You've got so much going on. And if someone's like, you know, what? Oh, you know, it takes a while. So, yeah. So, what? He should get into the gig and then someone, you go up to him and say, listen, sir, because of what happened last time, we're not letting uh, your kind sit at the back. <laughs> You have to excuse me? Well, because if someone's doing crowd work and they go, what do you, you know. What do you do? Like I've had it top secret before when I said, oh, and this guy wasn't answering me. And I was like, well, cat got your tongue. And then his girlfriend's like, he's mute. Well, how are you <laughs> supposed to know that? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is what I mean. Also, is he? <laughs> yeah, well, he did seem, you know, when you go, oh, no, this isn't. He went, you know, and I went, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, He's, <laughs> but it's, it, it, you know, look, this is, it's fucking hard doing stand up. When we're not, it's you know what I mean. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, and um, but if someone shouts out, when you know, I put a lot of work into revising a year in history, and some lout shouts out, "I'm here for the beers." After you ask him a question, and actually, uh, fuck him. He wasn't there for the podcast. He was there for the beers. Okay. Yeah. So actually. He just got trashed and ruined two nights. I think you're going through the five stations of grief right now. <laughs> We're on to anger. We've went from guilt. I don't know if he listens. But anyone, the, the lady came, um, do you remember the guy who came with the corporate lawyer? <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. She was yeah, like a good. charity worker and then her boyfriend's a corporate lawyer. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so me and Ed were like, she, she builds the well and, and he sells the wood to Pepsi. <laughs> he said, sells it back to them. <laughs> um, but she, um, yeah, she was a listener. So thanks for coming. If you're listening to this one, uh, marry your boyfriend because he seems like he's got a lot of money. Yeah. Also, then you can do your good stuff. Like, yeah, you, know, you can do good work while knowing he's bringing home. The... And he can do the bad stuff, but then lie next to you and it evens it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a good it was a good night apart from that one thing. And if the blind guy, if you do listen, I'm really sorry. I did not know. 
just don't shout out, but it's it's hard. It's well, I you can actually. I I give other advice. I say if someone asks you a specific question and you shout out one answer, that's fine. Make sure the answer's polite. Go. I just I like the sound of it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Here for the beers. What my art? Imagine if you were showing people around your paintings and they said, "Oh, thanks for coming to my uh, gallery exhibition." And they go, oh, I'm just here for the beers. Rude. Yeah, but um, I think you... I went, when I was in school, I went to a, a charity event. This crazy teacher called Miss Bird. I didn't, it doesn't matter. I don't think she's even teaching anymore. Really nice lady. Very passionate about music. You couldn't step over... Um, what are those? You'll know these, Jodie. The floor instruments that you hit with like a spoon. It goes, bling, 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 bling. Bring a xylophone. xylophone. That seems like something Jody learned to play at age twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm, lear- <laughs> I'm learning the xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, say I'm learning the xylophone. <laughs> yeah, I am learning the xylophone. <laughs> exactly. I'm learning the xylophone. Um, but yeah, she would let you stand over them because she said it broke the spirit with the with the the connection with the instrument, so you couldn't stand over them. She was fucking insane. Um, but once I went to a charity gig she put on. Okay. Raising money for Africa. There was free cakes. You know why I was there? Because the of the free cakes. You know what she did? Because I came in late and was eating the cakes. Grabbed a cake and shoved it in my face. How old were you? I was 13. <laughs> and then I walked away with my mate. We were swearing at her. And she screamed, legged after me in tears, like, please don't tell anyone. Because it was a moment's madness. So she, she just had this cake moment of rage yeah. and smashed a cake and, in your face. And then the next day, I got <laughs> I got called into our office and she's like, please. And then the, the like, vice president or vice um, deputy, whatever, was like, she loves her job. She's been in tears like all night. Please don't do anything. And I was like, because the thing is, she did actually love her job and she was a good teacher. So I just said, nah, that's fine. And you deserved it. I did, yeah. Well, should I have shoved the cake in the blind guy? Oh, you weren't, you're here for the beers. I should have just gotten a pint and just poured it down his mouth. <laughs> oh, but, oh, have a beer. But, but in this instance, <laughs> so she just saw you eating the cakes. Yeah. And she went, oh, he's just here for the cakes. <laughs> but why weren't you allowed to be there for the cakes? Well, I was meant to be there for the music and the charity. <laughs> what, what, she wanted the 13 year olds to donate yeah, a lot of money yeah, I know. like what, I know. what like, were you supposed to do other ridiculous. than eat the cakes you're 13 it's not like you're mm. like actually i will bid on that i'll bid ten thousand pounds yeah yeah no it's ridiculous it was ridiculous but what i'm saying is that was similar to what the guy was doing and i did not pour a pint down his mouth that's true. <laughs> Imagine if I'd done that. Yeah. Oh, really? Here just, for the beers. Just started, Made him drink 24. No, no, just, just started pissing on him <laughs> yeah. from the stage. Hey, drink this, you fucking <laughs> animal. Um, oh, but, sorry. I didn't know you were blind when I started pissing on you. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's not acceptable to piss on anyone, no matter if they're sighted or not. Yeah, yeah actually. I never would have pissed on him. <laughs> I never would have if I knew. If I knew. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who was it? Malcolm Hardy. Didn't he piss on an audience member when he was asleep? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think a couple of times. And he yeah. He piss just... on the stage and just piss in like, the middle of Golden Balloon and things like that. Yeah, yeah. that was the early 90s. Like, you always mean they go, this guy was a legend. He used to like shit in a pint glass and throw it, <laughs> throw it at the audience member. <laughs> I wish we were still out of it. I wish. The... I wouldn't piss on stage. That's terrible. Would you? If it was being encouraged. 
Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> what if everyone's like, if everyone's like, yeah, dude, it'll be funny. I'd be like, it'll be funny. <laughs> and we know we know, let's get let's get go to Bobby's gig with eight plants that we pay fifty quid each. We we'll go, go on, piss on the <laughs> No, not now. And then they'll not be now. They'll go. <laughs> hopefully, Uni Lad get hold of it and go. Remember that guy we called the worst comedian in the in the world ever. Lad, it was well, Lad this Bible. Is, this is what he's doing now. <laughs> Lad Bible said I was the worst comedian of all time. And it then, went, yeah, they run a follow-up story. Worst comedian of all time. Strikes again. <laughs> that was good when that happened. Anyway, should we go back in time? Should we go back in time? Yep. Uh, well, Ooh. I've got a year. I'm going to. I've done all the research. Yeah, it's a good one. You were just laying under a duvet in shame for days. <laughs> I have been. I did have a cold shower this morning, though. Yeah. My hair is still wet. Yeah. Trying to get to sleep on Friday night, I'd occasionally just burst out into laughter. Oh, what? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, Jody, you had quite the night after you left. You went to a rave, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun. Um, in Tottenham? Yeah, up in Tottenham. So, yeah, I, I did a big mission from Shepherd's Bush. How late were you at the rave for? Wait, wait. Save this for the Patreon. Okay. We can't get into this. This is Jody knowing... Hearing about Jody's time at a rave. Yeah. Well, that's for the Patreon. A, a lot of people won't have seen Jody, but imagining Jody at a rave is its its own thing. So, <laughs> okay, what's that? You, we got to use the, this. Is that's that's definitely Patreon material. If you want, so yeah, I mean, if you want to hear about Jody's time at a rave, yeah. you got to sign up for our Patreon. We're not giving that away for free. Okay, that's it, not nobody's I, just getting that. I know bits of it, so yeah. And also, I have a great story about uh, kind of being sexually harassed. Yeah, you do. Uh, and I'm well, gonna, you were sexually harassed. Yeah, I, you I'm were gonna, assaulted. <laughs> no, I'm going to say that on the Patreon. Are you going to mention names because it's someone in comedy? Yeah, I, I don't want to ruin anyone's life, but. Uh, but I will, I will, I'll tell For that story. For three quid, you will. Yeah. All right, let's, let's get <laughs> no, into No, but that's the people of, you know, it's like a little club. Yeah, let's get into the, let's go back. For okay, the, for we're the going back to 1970. Ooh. That's 52 years ago. Yep, Brazil won the World Cup. Where were you in 1970? Not born. Um, I wasn't born. Jody, surprisingly, looked the exact same in 1970. <laughs> this is, he hasn't changed since. Who was about? Who was um, Nixon was leader, I believe. Listen, I've done the research. Okay. I don't need to start conjecturing on what you think happened in okay, 1970 okay. with um, your complete lack of 1970 knowledge. Brazil beat Italy 4-1 in the World Cup final. I'm not covering that, actually, because I don't care about football. David Bowie, I believe, was probably in the charts. Now you just stop this. <laughs> okay, sorry. A year after the Beatles split up. Go on, Karen. What's your first bit of info? Actually, it was the year that Paul McCartney left the Beatles. I thought that was 1969. Maybe that was their last gig. That is... Uh, so that was the year that Paul McCartney left the Beatles. Officially, but we've covered Paul McCartney a lot. We have. Cut that. <laughs> 1970. Yep. It's a big year. Okay. Larry Fine of the Three Stooges... Suffered a career-ending stroke. Now, okay. Did, did you watch the Three Stooges? No, as a kid? but I know of them. It's incredible. Yeah. I watched so much of it as a kid, and it wasn't a life-ending stroke; it was just career-ending. 
Well, yeah. Yeah. That's why we use the term career-ending stroke. Yeah, but you said commit. Oh, yeah. If it, uh, if it was a, a life-ending stroke, uh, it, I would have said Larry Fine died. <laughs> that's what the word died but is he's for. he's not a footballer. No, the word died. Yes, I know. Is for when people have a life-ending injury. Why did it end his career? Could they not have used him in some way? Um, well, I think he was a he was a physical comedian. They yeah. they did slapstick comedy. The Three Stooges, well, like that, you know, they're carrying a, a piano up a flight of stairs. But when you uh, lose the ability to, um, you know, wipe your own ass. Yeah. Or uh, move half of your body, mm-hmm. it makes physical comedy more difficult. Him in a wheelchair. A lot of gags there. They could have done stuff. I don't... So you're telling me the pro... The re... You're disputing they, they, that it was a career-ending Well, no, stroke. I think maybe they could have been nicer and let him carry on. I Maybe I, he didn't want to. I don't know. Well, okay. if I had a stroke, I'd want you to carry on the podcast and me just sat here. You'd need a new co-host, but... <laughs> um... Your presence would be a distraction and a bit depressing, so we wouldn't allow that. It'd be fine for the audio listeners. We'd let you sit on the other side of the door and listen. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that would be allowed, but Mm. you would not be allowed in the room. Do you know how old this man was when he had the stroke? Yeah. Well, he he was was pretty old. (laughs) No, he was... uh, he was 68. Okay. So he had a good 68 years of stooging about. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he, I, so you weren't into, I love, the Three Stooges were just like, you know. Yeah, a bit before my time, to be honest. Yeah, the the reruns were always on when I was a kid. I okay. All the time. Um, yeah, well, I didn't think we had it here, did we? No, we didn't. We, we didn't. We had Steptoe and Son, I love that. Only Fools and Horses, incredible. Faulty Towers, still amazing. Still funny, Faulty Towers. Three Stooges we did not have. What American old shows did we have? I can't fucking remember. Uh, Angela Lansbury just died. That's sad. That was a show that was on a lot. Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. The Gary Delaney did a joke saying, old age, she wrote. Because she died of old age. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Very fun stuff. Yeah, so they, they they were American, the Three Stooges. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, and the, but they went on. It went on for years. They they and then they got new guys in and like really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine himself, he was. Uh, <laughs> this is it is it is Wikipedia, which I just love because Wikipedia is usually so um, objective, you know, or mm-hmm. tries to be. And it says, yeah. <clears throat> he was a terrible businessman and spent his money as soon as he earned it. Yeah. He yeah. had admit, he had a significant gambling addiction, leading to him to gamble away at racetracks or high stakes gin rummy games. In an interview, Fine admitted that he often gave money to actors who needed help and never asked to be repaid. <laughs> um, because of his constant free spending and gambling, he was almost forced into bankruptcy when Columbia stopped filming The Three Stooges in December 1957. So it's like he was just like getting cash and blowing yeah. it, getting cash, <clears throat> blowing it. And then they were like, the cash is stopping. And he's mm. like, yeah, I don't think you understand, though. Like, I am used to this amount of money. Well, that's what they, Johnny Depp was like that, wasn't it? His, his finance guy was like, the cash goes in and comes out as quick as. Yeah. It's like there's a six month. I mean, that's the same. People always say that, like, oh, my God, this celebrity has spent all their money. And it's like, yeah, so have I. 
Mm. I'm not better than Johnny Depp. <laughs> I've got like uh, <laughs> yeah. If it's three hundred mil, three hundred pounds go in, three hundred pounds yeah, go out. No, I know what you mean. Three hundred million go in, three hundred million go out. Like it's and it's easy to say like, well, if I had that much money, I'd save it. I really would. And it's like, how do you know? I've I've had a couple times in my life where I needed money to like buy something. So I I, I was like, I'm going to watch my spending, you know, mm-hmm. and then I saved up to that number, did it again. But right when that's over, it just goes to like I'm bleeding money all the yeah. time. It's like, oh, and the more, delivery more you make, would yes, be the, good right the, now. The, the obviously the old saying of the more you make, the more you spend. But you got like eight houses and suddenly each house has a generator and then each house has a pool guy and each house has a a boat or or like you know your daughter's like dad i went on holiday with these horrible people can you fly me back i hate it yeah sure 25 grand chartered plane you know what i mean like come to the island oh you've got an island also if you're really rich and Mm. you're a parent you're probably not a great parent because you're working all the time yeah and that's so if you have the opportunity to make that much money you're you're gonna do it it's like it's like fucking human nature to just collect. And your kids hang out with other kids. What you should but, do is send but, your kids to state school, if, even if you've got hundreds of millions of pounds. So then your kids don't get lofty ideas about what should be. Because, you know, you see them like, Dad, we need to go to Greece because everyone's going there. It's like, no, send them to school with poor children so they don't have expensive ideas. You think? Yeah. Because if you go, if everyone in your class is spending 25 grand in a club on a weekend, because some of these kids are, if you go and you you send your kids to school with oil barons, kids, then they're gonna go, Dad. I need ten grand to go to the club tonight. What? I uh. You went to private school for a year, right? One year. One no, year. two. Yeah, I was seven to nine. Hated it. I went to like a military school. It was horrible. <laughs> it's called Hill House. It's fucking horrible. Have they like any have any scandals came out about it since you left? No, but Jace, Jacob Rees Mogg's kids go there. It's, <laughs> but. It, He'd love it. it. So we had to wear um, pull-up socks and, like, um, what they call pantaloons or whatever. Like, Navy outfit. Like, so we wore these things down to here, knickerbockers or whatever. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Um, you can Google the uniform. Google Hill House uniform. It's fucking horrible. And the headmaster was called the Colonel. So we, we called him the Colonel and used to smoke cigars walking through the place. I like that. We used to learn to shoot. All the PE teachers were like ex-SAS or ex-South African soldiers and paramilitary and stuff. <laughs> I remember this guy called Mr. Clay, and they make, used to make you like run to the gym. we work out on an army base. You'd run there, and you'd do pull-ups. And he came up to me, and I was doing pull-ups. I was like seven, eight years old. I just love that like a commander that used to like shoot black people who were fucking protesting apartheid is now teaching well, you. Well, Mr. Clay wasn't. He was SAS. But yeah, a lot of them were. And I, I was doing pull-ups and Mr. Clay came up and like tensed his arm. He's like, this is what you want. And I was just like, it's not. I just, you fuck off. I want to go home. And <laughs> and they take us to Switzerland and we get up and you get marked on how you make your bed. And so you get up at 6 a.m. Everyone up, up, up. And then you make your bed and they'd mark you because it'd have patterns on it. So they'd have to be completely straight. We go to run to the gym, work out. It was, it, I hated it so much. And you get marked on everything you did. Was this near your house? Where was it? It was in Sloan Square. It was, it was the worst. In London? Yeah, in London. So who else went there? Some, oh, I'm trying to think who went there. Have you found the uniform yet, Johnny? Uh 
Yeah, on Hill House School Wikipedia, the school is known for its distinct uniform, which includes thick mustard cable knit jumpers, <laughs> rust corduroy knickerbockers, knitted hats and bags in British racing green. Yeah. Uh, the school was featured in the 1989 documentary episode Knickerbockers in Knightsbridge. Yeah, yeah. So just go- go- just Google image what the uniform looks like. Bobby, have you? I'm looking up who else went there. I think Prince Charles went there in like the Lily 40s. Lily Allen? <clears throat> yeah, Lily Allen went there. And now does Charles her best to pretend she was King working class. King of the United Kingdom and 14 other Commonwealth realms. Yeah. But go, just go, Google image the, the uniform. All you have to do is write Hill House uniform on Google and then go images. It's It should be easy. You just don't have... They're pretty funky colours. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking horrible. Um, but so they'd like... I mean, it looks mm. like a school uniform to me. No, what, what are you looking at? Let me see. No, no. the short trousers are horrific. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely horrific. Yeah, that's horrible. Look at it. Anyway, we used to have to walk with our hands behind our backs in formation, like two by two. And everyone used to just laugh at us in the street. And they used to number you by how tall you were. And I was very short, so I was always number one. And actually, I remember a young boy from China came in, and he was smaller than me, so he got number one, and then I was number two. Wasn't happy about that. Mark Francis from Made in Chelsea went there. Really? Okay. Yeah, so I was there for two years. And then I went to um, King Edward V Community College. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was just the opposite. You could do what you want there. Freedom. And do you think... um... When you were there, did any of your teachers have a, a life-ending injury? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> but their colonel's wife was struck by lightning while stood on the balcony of their place in Switzerland and died. That was sad. W- while you were at going The to colonel school. met Hitler in the 36 Olympics. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. You wait. You're two degrees of separation away from Hitler. <laughs> That's actually true. That's true. Wait, so you... <laughs> Closer than you, mine. You met a guy that met Hitler. Yeah, that's fucking weird. That's nuts. Yeah, I've never even thought of that. I, I just thought of it. That's... Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Insane, yeah, 36 Olympics. So we're three degrees away from Hitler then, because we know someone that knew someone. Yeah, so you're three, three... Yeah. How oh. old was the colonel then? Yeah, he was like 90. No, when he met Hitler. Oh, probably. <laughs> he was ninety. No, right, no. He was he was one hundred and seventy <laughs> when you met him. He, he, um, <laughs> he was probably like twenty. I think he was a runner or something. And so he met him like that. Yeah. Did he have anything to there say? There was no about pictures, him? but I'm sure they weren't good if they were. <laughs> well, it's like all the people that had photos with them and Jimmy Savile. <laughs> oh, I love it. Whenever Piers <laughs> Morgan tweets something, everyone just goes, "This you, babe," and it's him, Ghislaine Maxwell, him and Epstein, him and Jimmy Savile. <laughs> it's like every piece of shit. Him and Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, you do meet them all. Of you course, know what I mean? of course. Like, listen, yeah, but I mean, mm. it's still fun to taunt him. Of course. <laughs> of course. Trolling the troll. Yeah. Anyway, so go on. What, what else happened that year? Well, in 1970, this musician who I've only just... You ever have it where there's like a musician mm. and you... It's crazy. They've they, they, Their music has been out for 50 years and you've never got into it. So I saw this name. So I'm like, ah, oh, I wonder what that guy's music's like. So I'm just going to play it. If, if, we, if it gets... if. Is this a, is this a new format? I'm not sure about this. <laughs> you know, how's that sound to you? Just listen here. Yeah, just we'll talk over it so that. That does it sound good. Good voice. 
it doesn't really. Uh, you know, that sounds pretty wait, good. Wait, I think it? I don't even know who this is. Who? Wait. No. It, I don't think it's I know pretty it catchy, is. though, isn't it? It is, but you're going to trap me because this will be Charles Manson. It is Charles yeah, Manson. I thought so. I just thought, why would Bobby be playing this? It is actually kind of good. Maybe he had a point. He was ignored. I started listening to his music, and I was like, I'm not being... Because I, I never... I was like, I'm sure he was a musician. And then I started yeah. listening, and I was like, actually, I kind of like Charles Manson's music. Yeah, that's... I'm not going to go like listen to it no, at a that party. that was quite nice. You I, should just play that. <laughs> just and then we're going, Bobby, this is great. What is this? Oh, it's Charles Manson. <laughs> That wasn't bad at all. Bobby, who's that painting? Oh, it's a Hitler replica. Just yeah, like surround yeah. myself yeah. with awful people's art. Well, talking of Angela Lansbury, who died this week, she... Um... <laughs> Wait, I mean, just... Charles, yeah. No, no, no. Because, you the... know, the big three is Manson, Hitler, Lansbury. There's a connection. There's a connection. Man- Lansbury's daughter was involved in the Manson family, and Lansbury had to, to take her from L.A. and moved her to Ireland because she was like, this man's so fucking insane. Really? Yes. Got her out? Got her out. That's so she a was good a, mother. And then she's like, yeah. And I was like, God, so your daughter's probably shagged Charles Manson. That's bad. <laughs> and she's like, she's now married and owns a pizza shop with her husband. I'm like, her husband must just go, oh, <laughs> I've had some exits, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, so she got into drugs. Part of the Manson, um, Lansbury said that uh, Manson's so charismatic. But it's just funny that murder she wrote, ladies, <laughs> met Charles Manson in real, in real life. A lot of people know that because he was in L.A. She's like, I wonder who did this. And he's like, there's going to be a race But that war. song was catchy. Yeah, it was good. That was a good song. I mean, it starts off, I'm just like. Is that our new intro song? Because No, sorry, Josh. Well, I'm sure he doesn't listen to it, but I'm sick of ours now. Yeah. The year is no more now. No more. It's Charles Manson. Also, like, I listen to a lot of the music I listen to now, the stuff my dad used to listen to. So when Mabel grows up, he's like, Mabel, what do you listen to? I, I listen to Charles Manson. That's yeah, my dad yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah my dad, he was a guy in like the 70s. Apparently he never made it. Um, do you want to play? Let's play a bit more. Actually. Let's enjoy that. Okay. All right. Well, here it is. This isn't bad. This is great. Yeah. He's better than Bob Dylan. He's not better than Bob Dylan. <laughs> Yeah, That's yeah. really good. I can see it now. You sit there, you listen to him for four hours, he gives you drugs, he goes, so why don't we go kill someone? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, his uh, his album was called The Love and Terror Cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a sign. Yeah, it is a sign. That wasn't bad at all. I was no, I was going to ask who owns the copyright on that, but I guess we'll find out quite yeah. shortly. Oh, no, but shit, we talked really? over it. We talked over we, it, we, which yeah. I think can hide. <laughs> that, can that's you hide gonna, it? Yeah, that, the, the algorithm's not going to... And also it's from a thing. It's not like we're playing. Someone has to complain. Yeah, if you complain... Oh, Charles God. Manson's fucking The blind dead. guy's going to complain whatever, to get revenge. Whatever... <laughs> Because it's like there's a record label that would have produced that record, and then that got sold to a different record label, and that record label got eaten up by that record label, then it got eaten by a different record label, and they own the rights to Charles Manson's music. They're yeah. not going to be like, please cease and desist using our client's music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not one you own up to. Yeah, yeah, you're well, not. Well, Gary Glitter sold his estate for six more. It was back catalog of six million in the early 90s or mid 90s, just before it went. Because he, he knew. Uh, he knew the ch- a change was going to come. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so someone owns that. 
But they got a check from Batman. Yeah. What Joker? It was a Joker. It's a. It's that's a great beat, isn't it? <laughs> I wonder if there's a club, like the Bad Music Club, where men go who <laughs> can't enjoy their favourite stuff anymore. <laughs> they just listen to R. Kelly and Charles Manson. Well, Manson's like a different... Most of the vibes of like the sex offender music is quite like good beat. Manson, yeah. that's more like a chill out and get high music. Yeah, which is, yeah, yeah. That was what he was into, you yeah, know? Yeah, of course. Whereas like R. Kelly and other stuff is more like bump, you know, you're which grinding. Which is always really inspirational. Dancing. Yeah. I believe I can touch the sky. <laughs> Buddy. He believed too much, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he really thought he could fly. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. He got very close to the sun. I wonder if he gets respect in prison. Or oh, it's big time. You've not seen the videos? No. He like does uh, videos for people's daughters. And, like They'll like, face like a cameo. Yeah, and he'll be like, how's it going? And they go, oh, my God. And the dad will be in prison with them. And the, the women love him still. And he'll Listen, go. Listen, I understand, like, if you're in prison, you made some mistakes. Maybe you fucking robbed somebody. You're in jail. Keep your daughter away from R. Kelly. Well, he's in jail. Don't even, don't, yeah, but that guy has his ways. Do not even introduce <laughs> R. Kelly to your daughter. Don't give him a link because he will then go, he'll go to the prison computer, find her on Facebook and get in there. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. He, but I bet he smashes it singing. I bet they go, can you do a bit of song for us? Yeah. Imagine if he was in the same prison that Cosby was in. And then Weinstein produces the Christmas show. Yes. Cosby does stand up and R. Kelly sings. Yeah, that, I I said that'd be a great. That's movie. a hot ticket. I've got to say, once <laughs> once they get every every they get everybody who's been gone together and they get them to make a movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they only 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 offenders are allowed to yeah, make the you, movie. Yeah, you have to have been me too. To, but then yeah. everyone would want to watch it out of curiosity, but the money would just go to victims' charities. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why we'd all go watch it. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Yeah, they should all go to prison first, though. I think that would some oh, yeah. feeling of yeah. Uh, Spacey's not in jail. He's just sort of uh, he's he's there's a it's a, it's coming. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, in this country, there's three. He's up for three, three charges of uh, I don't know how serious, like pretty serious stuff. Mm. And then uh, right now, there's a civil trial in America. He's another actor is going after him, and then there's another one in America. Yeah, Kevin Spacey, busy guy. Busy man. Hey, we have a new sponsor this week. It's uh, DBT UK. If you don't know what DBT is, it's a form of therapy that really helped my life. A few years ago, I had a complete mental breakdown. I was running around a fucking roundabout screaming. I was crying randomly. I was suicidal. I tried everything. And then I went and I did DBT, and it changed my fucking life. It was originally developed for people with borderline personality disorder, but they figured out that it works For lots of people, anyone really that is struggling with emotional dysregulation, if you can't control your emotions and or your behaviors, this can really work for you. So I would really 100% recommend it. Um, Like if you want to just message me and ask if you're going through something, message me and I can tell you how it worked for me. Um, If you want to just email them, then uh, email info at dbt-uk.co.uk. And uh, if you mention the promo code year is, you will get half off on your initial assessment. It's a really worthwhile uh, form of therapy that I cannot recommend enough. In 1970, Melania Trump was born. 
Now, Trump was 24 at the time. And then that got me thinking. I wonder what the biggest age gap between a couple ever mm-hmm. was. So Melania, wait, I thought she'd be younger than that. No. So how old is she now then? She is... 52. She looks good for 52. Well, she was a model, wasn't she? Yeah, and she probably just stays away from him a lot, so she <laughs> like, just looks fine. Yeah, go on. So, this is the biggest age gap in recorded marriage history. Gertrude Grubb Janeway, born in 1909. Gertrude Grubb Janeway. When she was 18, she married 81-year-old Union Civil War veteran John Janeway on the 9th of June, 1927, an age difference of 63 years. Gertrude was the last Union widow of a Civil War veteran and died in 2003. That's insane. So her husband would was have like born... PTSD from the Civil War in America. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So she lived through. When did they get married? 1927. So she lived through a World War, a Second World War, a Vietnam War, the Iraq War. And was married to a man who fought in the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking mental. And she was alive for 9-11. <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> and like Scream 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> DiCaprio was like <laughs> 30 when she died. You know, yeah, that's fucking it's... amazing. What what a what a spread! Wow, that is a spread, isn't it? <laughs> it's a pretty impressive spread. Yeah, that really. She must have quite a few uh, degrees of separation with some pretty. Not you know, like her husband could have met someone who like you know, her husband Napoleon met. You know, uh, my husband actually met the guy that started the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking hell! And she'd meet like Iraq war guys in 2001 be like, don't worry, I know all about it. My husband used to go, They're com- the Indians are coming over the hill. You know? <laughs> I saw my mate get hit in the head with an axe. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Jesus. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh... But, but we, what we've glossed over in that mm-hmm. is that she was 18 when she married an 81-year-old man. But she was called Gertrude Grubb. So maybe... I don't think she was the, I don't think she was the, the prize of the town. I don't know. Maybe Gertrude was like the candy of the early 1900s. <laughs> where you're like, who is this hot stripper Gertrude? What, you think candy's a sexy yeah, name candy, for us? Ca- ooh, candy. <laughs> candy. Imagine Bobby called his daughter candy. Well, I can't now that I said... I know, now you said that. I can't, I can't. was the candy of the time. I... I, I that was that, that was a name that was suggested at one point to me was Candy, and I'm like, we're who not. From? Who from? Who do you think? <laughs> Pedophiles. No. <laughs> like I'm not calling my child Candy. Yeah, you can't do that. That's not good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what an eighty true grub. <laughs> what an eighty-one year old and an eighteen year old really talk about, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And then all my, yeah. And then we retreated because there are muskets jammed. Yeah. Oh, cool! And I hit him with a cutlass. <laughs> I, I, yes. Yeah. What so, side of the war was he on? That's quite important. He was a unionist. Okay. Yeah. So he's against the Confederate. Yeah. Well, that's that's slightly better. What's crazy is, um, did he have money? I don't know what. 
they lived in a cabin together. And then after he died, surprisingly not long after they were married, uh, she lived in that cabin for 70 more years. And, uh... In a cabin. He got a, he got a benefits check. Ooh. For being... <laughs> in the war. In the war. <laughs> so... <laughs> Until 2003, she, every two months, she got a $70 check from the government That's... for her husband fighting in the American Civil War. <laughs> Just getting that check. So much has changed. There's like ATMs and stuff like that. It just comes in from this but like, si- for, for work, for, for performance at Civil War. It's fucking crazy. That's so fucking funny. crazy. Thing is, if you know the age gap, if I was a 20-year-old hot piece of, uh, if I was a 20-year-old candy, I'd yeah. rather marry an 80-year-old man than like a 50-year-old or a 45-year-old if I was marrying them for money for that for that union check. <laughs> for that $70 every two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For services at the Battle of Trafalgar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because an 80-year-old, less active, uh, less physically active, but probably be, yeah, it's just easier. So, you know. Anna Nicole Smith and people like that, they they had a point doing that. But in that. terms of subtle battles, right, I like to think that the Civil War never ended for some people uh, because Gertrude, in my mind, was battling Maudie Hopkins. And Maudie Hopkins was the uh, the last surviving widow of any Civil War veteran, but she was the last Confederate widow. So okay. the last Confederate widow outlived oh, the really? last Unionist widow. So she mm. was 19 in 1934 when she married 86-year-old William Cantrell. <laughs> Both of these girls really had to take one for the team a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, probably not. Well, they would have had to do something no, I don't, Yeah, maybe once. But then I just think these guys are 86 years old. You know, and they probably go, actually, this is better than marrying some 50-year-old perv who's fucking fat and still able to walk up the flight of stairs. Because they're old men are like Daleks. If you just go upstairs, you don't have to do anything with them. Cantrell supported her with a pension of $25 every two or three months, and she got his house. That's good. When he died in 1937, but three years after they married, but she received no farther benefits. So Gertrude lived... A little less long, but she got the benefits, the $70 every two months. Should have, uh, the other one should have been on the winning side. Yeah. Marry the winners. Here's, here's the lesson. And then she learned. remarried, and then twice after that and had three kids. Mm. So she's married four times. Okay. So uh, apparently, though, in Arkansas, it wasn't uncommon for young women to marry Confederate pensioners. So... Because they were just doing it for the money. They were like, this is a way to get a house. You marry a super old man, you wait it out, you get a house. We think getting on the property ladder is hard, you know, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, God, I have to wait till my parents die. And these people are like, I have to fuck old men, you know? Mm-mm-mm. Wow. But last living Civil War. Pretty good. I wonder what oldest listener is. If you're listening and you're old, please write in. Well, actually, I got an email from him a couple weeks ago. It was um, he's a blind guy actually, and he really loves the pod. And he said he was going to come to the live show. <laughs> he said, "I haven't been out in two years because the last show I went to was no, Jesus, please don't. If you do, um, if you do listen and you're off the beers now, 
<laughs> Stop blaming him for your ableist comments. Fucking hell. What else happened that year? Well, in 1970, the drilling of the Cola Superdeep borehole began in the USSR. What? What's now, that, that might not mean much it means to you. Superdeep Cola borehole. Listen, I'm a big fan of the Cola Superdeep borehole. I follow the boreholes of the world. This deepest borehole ever. Mm. They dug kilometers into the earth. Why? Just to see how far they could go. That doesn't seem like a good idea, does it? <laughs> Listen, it was a scientific project. Mm. Scientists were just drilling into the earth to see how deep I don't think we should do that. Get. Do you know what I mean? It still feels like... 12,262 meters. Yeah, leave it's it. It's the deep... It, in 1989, they started in 1970. So over 19 years. And it, the thing is, the deeper you get in the earth, the hotter it gets. Yes, there's lava. So you, you, what happens is <laughs> by the end, they just get a drill bit. And they're like, okay, we're going back down. And then they, they put the bit down five, 10 kilometers in the hole. They drill for a couple of meters. And then they're like, uh-oh, the drill bit's melted again. Yeah. And then they start again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. We know that the Earth's core is a ball of fire. I don't think we need to start prodding around with it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they they do. Well, they do. <laughs> See how far agree we go. to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw an article. Aren't they trying to come up with like molecules or get temperatures as hot as the sun, like on on Earth in kind of like science laboratory laboratories mm. and like. That's, that's nuclear a thing. Fi- that's like, called- do we need to be doing that? <laughs> I know. We well, Jody, the problem there is you didn't read the whole article. Yes, we do need to be doing that because if they come up with, they can recreate. The the, the the amazing thing about the sun is, it's a it's. Look at the sun. Is there any energy going into it? No. But what is it doing? It's giving the whole solar system energy. So if they can recreate a mini star. On Earth, it's uh, called nuclear fission, and then it means we have endless energy forever. So, uh, yeah, nothing's ever gone wrong with nuclear fission. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's not. No, no, but you heard of Chernobyl? That's a, that's a, it's a completely different kind of nuclear power. Sure. Um, if they come up with nuclear fission, you can have as many hot baths as you want. Yeah, that's true. Like I've had to cut down because of the energy crisis. <laughs> You keep saying that. I think you had to cut down because <laughs> you're probably being shamed by your wife. No, I did. But the end, it's scary times now. Yeah, everyone's bills have gone up loads. Is yours? Um, Harriet does bills. I do mortgage, so we don't know. Okay, yeah. But I think I mean it's not good. If you see her looking at a letter and weeping, you'll know that's what <laughs> yeah. it is. Right. Well. Yeah. Listen. We want to hear about Jody's sordid rave, which I've heard snippets. No, of. no, no, no. We we can't listen. No, no, we're going to do that. That's in Patreon. for the Patreon. We'll do that in the Patreon. The regular people, listen. If you want to hear, you've gotten your fill this Jody week. Jody at a rave. Yeah, and, I and Bobby being sexually harassed. All in the Patreon. In 1970, singer Janis Joplin fucking died. Oh no! In 1970, a man-eating tiger is reported to have killed 48 people in New Delhi. What? Whoa, 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 whoa! Back to that. A man-eating... 
I didn't think that was even news. Yeah, that is I news. Didn't story got written <clears> on a the man eating tiger. A man eating tiger killed 48 mm. in New Delhi. Shit. How do they know the same one? I watched Beast the other day, by the way. It just helped me, you know. For ages, listeners, I've had this idea. I always said, why isn't there a Jaws for the safari world? So I had this idea about a load of people go on safari, their jeep breaks down, and then one by one they get picked off by wild animals. Lions, hyenas, leopards, cheetahs, scary stuff. Horror movie set in the African uh, savannah. Anyway, uh, on Netflix, they made a cheap shit version of it. Someone made that. Um, I watched it. It was fine. I enjoyed it, but it was still you know, not, not as good as my one. And then Interest Elba's just done a film called Beast about a man-eating lion, which was good. What year did the... So these are both current films. Yeah, they came out in the last two years. Whereas my idea, I started in 2015. Fucked again. All right. What a life. I've got a story to end on. Okay. Sada Abe, you ever heard of her? No. Well, you're about to. So Sada Abe, she was a, a Japanese geisha. Geisha? Mm-hmm. Geisha? Geisha. Geisha. And later became a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Or a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Well, worked... geishas kind of were, weren't they? But they were very skilled. No, no. That's a misunderstanding of geishas, actually. They were more escorts with loads of talent. Yeah, loads yeah, okay. of talent. Yeah. And if the, the, Speak the, like eight the problem is, juggle. Sada Abe's father was kind of sick of her, so he got her to train to be a geisha. But you have to start very young for the training. Yeah, because To have hard. all these talents to be... Um, so she started too late. So she kind of just ended up being a sex worker. She didn't have all the geisha skills. Yeah. Couldn't cut it. Couldn't cut it as a geisha. <laughs> so she's a geisha. She uh, she meets someone named Kachizo Ishida. Kachizo Ishida. I'm sure that's exactly how you say it. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Why don't you go attack someone who's disabled? Um... <laughs> So, Ashida, right? Yep. They're hanging out. <laughs> They're having some sex. Yeah. They get into choking. She chokes him. He chokes her. One day, he chokes. She chokes him a bit too much. Yeah. He's not really looking mm-hmm. like himself. But then he says, "Hey, this is her version. So who knows what's true?" Yeah. And she, he says, "Hey, when I'm asleep, choke me more." <laughs> so, uh. She does that and uh, kills him. God, she must have been strong. And then uh, she uh, removes his penis with a knife. She cuts off his penis. Was that part of his <laughs> sex <laughs> He also requested that, <laughs> apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and his testicles with a kitchen knife. Okay. She wrapped them in a magazine cover and uh, kept them until her arrest three days later. Yeah, I think she's guilty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's arguing about her guilt. Don't need Angela Lansbury she, on the scene of this one. <laughs> she did say that she, like, missed him. And um, after, mm. with it, in the three days between being caught when she removed his penis, um, she did uh, she did suck on his severed penis oh and try to put it God. inside of herself. Where did you find this? This isn't on Wikipedia. This is fucking disgusting. She missed him. I, I'm going to go uh, out there and say I think she's mentally ill. Well, listen, justice spoke, and she spent five years in prison. F- That's wow. the great thing about being an insane woman. Yeah. It's one of the few benefits 
of being a woman to a man. If you do something horrific, people have so much sympathy. And she did regret it. Like, whenever a woman drowns her kids, they're like, she was mentally ill. And it's like... Or, like, like a woman will, like, stab her husband, like, 50 times. Ago. Yeah, he was, like, emotionally controlling. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, who isn't? Like, <laughs> Well... <laughs> if a husband's, like, just stabs her wife, he goes, she would not shut the fuck up. <laughs> well... Well, anyway, so she was convicted of murder and mutilation of a corpse. She got out of jail. And, uh, you know, she lived a life. in ni- and then, But in 1970, she disappeared from the public eye. Mm. Nobody knew what happened to her. And uh, then she was found in the mid-70s in a nunnery. Well, that's a good place for her. And I do think... Somebody who likes to slice off dead men's penises and then put them in their mouth. A nunnery is a perfect place for you. Yeah, I would not want to have a snooze around this lady. That's for sure. No. But we've all been there. You do something in the spur of the moment. Then you regret it. We've all been there. (laughs) Agree to disagree. We've not all been there. There's extremes, you know, but we've all done something we don't. Have you done something you, you go, oh, I wish I hadn't done that? And then you can't fix it, so you just try and put it in your mouth, Jody. She also <laughs> she also wrote she wrote a memoir called The Erotic Confessions of Abe Seta. That's not erotic at all. The fucking bestseller. What? Imagine the family of that guy who had his penis cut off. You're like, <laughs> can we like not care about this woman's book? Yeah, why are we making also why is it erotic? This is <laughs> It was like the Jeffrey Dahmer TV shows yeah, of its yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But it's like making Jeffrey Dahmer like fifty shades of grey. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's not 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 right. Uh that does remind me of the script I'm selling trying to sell right now called Fifty Shades of Dahmer. That's yeah. That shouldn't. Well, you probably got more of a chance of that than making something good because Netflix seemed to eat that stuff up. Love Netflix though, and I really would love to work with them on my. I would as well. Fifty Shades of Dahmer project. (laughs) (laughs) It's just about a guy who's like Jeffrey Dahmer, but um, he doesn't kill people. He just has a good time. Okay. And then at the end, it turns out no, he does kill them. Well, so you don't show any of the murders. It's just him in his day-to-day life. You just yeah, miss yeah. that bit you out. You miss the murders. So you think, oh, is this just a fun guy? And then in the end, uh, mm. it just flashes back and shows, oh, no, he killed them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay, like, oh. I, can, I can see Netflix picking up. Okay, good. Because everyone's like, oh, we have too much of, like, Hitler, what, like, the war. What, what did Hitler do? Like, I want to see him on a walk, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Fair enough. Well, that brings us to the end of the regular people episode. The episode for the people who don't support us. The people who do support us. Have more content. We still appreciate you. And we do. The mu- Red said that. Three pounds a month. You Minimum. appreciate us. So, i got to say a big shout out to our two super patrons. Super geniuses. Super genius. Spencer. Matthew. Yeah. Thank you. Spencer's actually got his own podcast at the moment. I've forgotten what it's called, but it's in a clip. It's very funny. It's so, thank you, Spencer. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're up to, Spencer. <laughs> Keep- they, the thing is, I love like the people who are really into our podcast. But anyone who ever really likes anything I do, I kind of do think, "What's wrong with you?" And it's not like personal well, them; it's my own self esteem. Self esteem. So I have to start realizing. And you know what will help your self esteem? More money. So everyone, help Bobby with money, and uh, well, tune in to hear about Jody's wild weekend. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. 
Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.